Welcome to the Nurse Leader Network podcast with your host, Chris Racinos. Wherever you're going on your nurse leader journey, we're here to help you get there. Welcome, everybody, to the Nurse Leader Network podcast. I'm your host, Chris Racinos. Today, we're going to talk about Masterminds 101. What is a mastermind, you ask? We are in for a treat today because today's guest is the CEO and founder of nurseleadermastermind.org. So let's get started. Welcome to the show. Today, we have Catherine Berger, who is a board-certified nurse executive and the owner, CEO, founder of Nurse Leader Mastermind. Hello. So, okay, Catherine, let's talk about your journey. We're going to get into what a mastermind is in a second. I'm a member of one. I'm sure you're members of one. Like we, they're just so fantastic for nursing leaders. But let's talk about your journey to becoming a nurse leader in an executive setting. Great. Yes. Uh, Thanks for having me, Chris. I'm super excited to be here. And uh, most people have a career ladder. I actually had a career jungle gym. I still have a career (laughs) jungle gym. And, you know, mine isn't just like the little rounded one that you climb up a little bit. Mine is like has like tunnels and sometimes it goes down, sometimes it goes up. But I love it. I love the fact that in nursing, I can make so many different choices. Also kind of a career ADHD. So it's been great. I've been a nurse, a registered nurse for 31 years this year. I can't believe it. And in that time, I've worked inpatient, outpatient. I started off my career in labor and delivery, which I hated (laughs) (laughs) because I'm an ICU nurse. And so give me chest pain anytime. And so that started me off down a path of inpatient and then home health. And then uh, 20 years, years of my career, I spent at Kaiser Permanente in Northern California and did a call center and then uh, triage nurse and then ambulatory charge nurse and then launched into a lot of leadership roles. So I had the the blessing of working uh, ambulatory care, uh, inpatient running ICU through Ebola. And then the last several years, I was a clinical practice leader with as the, the assistant director of nursing. So lots of different things. When I left Kaiser to run my own business of writing and running a mastermind, I kind of fell into the the writing world. But the one thing that was still very passionate to me was mentoring and coaching other nurse leaders. I would say other healthcare leaders in general. But honestly, nurses bring an interesting uh, set of baggage to leadership roles that sometimes we have to unpack and sometimes we have to add um, different brands of luggage to. So that's always been a passion of mine. And I fell into the, the leadership mastermind groups by taking some courses. And I really felt that it was just an accumulation of everything that was very I was very passionate about the mentoring and that the group, the group um, connectiveness of being in a leadership role. So currently I'm, uh, in addition to running a mastermind and my writing projects, I am a uh, infection control employee health nurse for a federally qualified health center here in Idaho. 
And so I still get to jump in and mix things up, which has been exciting through this last year and a half. And here I am. So did you know when you began your career that you were going to end up in leadership or were you like me where I thought leaders were the devil and I was like, I'll never do that. Nobody could pay me enough to do that. Right. I didn't think that leaders were the devil because I'd always been kind of in leadership roles. You know, in high school, I was pushed to this role or that role. I, I ran when I was my first year of college, I ran a summer camp in, in Hawaii for uh, our church. And so I've always been more comfortable in a leadership role, kind of a little bit bossy. But I, <laughs> I, love it. I started off my career as with an associate degree that I worked with for 15 years, and I didn't think I needed anything more. And it wasn't until I was put, because I was kind of a fixer at Kaiser, so I'd be put into these roles to fix departments. And it wasn't until I was in a role and at the director level, and they said, um, well, when do you finish your master's? And I said, I still have an associate's degree. <laughs> and, uh, oh my gosh, this requires a master's. I said, you called me. <laughs> but um, so I went on and got my bachelor's and then eventually my master's in organizational leadership. And it wasn't until really the master's level that I realized how much value there was in that education. Went on and got my uh, board certification as an executive nurse leader. And there are those times where your, your experience isn't at your pedigree and you just need that piece of paper. But there's, there's so much wisdom in that piece of paper. If if you choose wisely, right, in your degree program. So yeah, no, I, I never would have guessed it, but it it was a natural progression for me. Oh, I love that. And so let's talk about now. You're running this mastermind. Let's define for the audience what what is a mastermind and why would we want one? And like I said, mine has been a lifesaver. Yes, it's incredible. Well, back in the day, and still this is a, a novel concept, I think, in healthcare is mentoring in general. In fact, I had one nurse leader tell me when I was asking for a mentor, she said, well, we only provide a mentor if you're on a process improvement plan, performance impl- improvement plan. Oh my goodness. We, we only do that if you're in trouble. It's like, that's really not how this should work. We should be you know, especially for, for leaders, we need mentoring, uh, new leaders, assistant nurse managers, first line. And so the, the mastermind is kind of mentoring on steroids, essentially, because I love the term collective wisdom. So you have this group of people who collectively can help solve each other's problems. So as a nurse leader, I may not have ever implemented an EHR, or I may, as a new nurse leader, I may have never investigated a sexual harassment claim. And so within your group of mastermind um, cohort uh, colleagues, there's somebody in there who has solved this problem already and why reinvent the wheel. And so that mastermind is, is literally not just a think tank, but it's, it's, building on that wisdom of everybody in the room. And it's very powerful. How is the mastermind different from a peer group? Peer group to me seems very uh, process driven. And yes, you can have peer groups that can be very functional, very uh, helpful to share knowledge, share common skills in orthopedics, uh, musculoskeletal. We had a peer group. But honestly, the peer group was at the director level. 
And so, you know, the assistant nurse managers, when do they have the opportunity to be in a peer group? They just, they don't. So, and if I'm within a large organization, I might have more opportunity. But if I'm that nurse manager at a rural Indian health clinic, who do I have to go to? So, yes. Yeah, so you just might not have the opportunity for peer group. Yeah. I also find personally, the masterminds that I go to that the people are more different to me than, from me than similar to me are the ones that I grow more from. Um, so, you know, if I'm in a peer group of other nurse executives, I might get, you know, a nurse executives, for example, an inpatient, I might not get that perspective I'm really looking for around solutioning and innovation. If I, you know, maybe had somebody from academia and somebody in ambulatory and somebody in tech space and um, whatnot, because we all can, you know, bring other lenses. So I think that's one big thing that I see that's different between peer group and masterminds is that you just have a better uh, widening of your perspectives because of the folks that join. Now, what do they look like when you have a mastermind? Is it, I mean, what does the makeup look like? What do the meetings look like? How are they facilitated? Well, it's interesting because pre-COVID, when I started the mastermind, the biggest complaint I had was, wow, six hours on a Zoom, that's a really long time. Well, thank you, pandemic, <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, I say, because um, it's that's more of a norm now, right, is to take a whole meeting, take a whole conference over a, a platform, virtual platform. So my masterminds, they run an, uh, three hours in the morning, and then we take a break, and then three hours in the afternoon. And then our groups are added to a LinkedIn special uh, LinkedIn page. And so they can continue to connect and mentor and, and um, connect through that platform. What kind of things do they talk about in those hours? Oh, my goodness. So in our group, we break down uh, some some different skills and tasks on, you know, why are you here? What's my motivation for being here as a leader? Uh, what's going to keep me going? Uh, what are some of my biggest problems? And then the afternoon session, we take those problems and we address them, address them as a group. I love that. Uh, if we could only like have that, right? Everybody just has that little group to tap into. I know masterminds look different. So I have the that's a mastermind that's structured in um, a day form. You can have masterminds that are ongoing or masterminds that are an hour, you know, with various hot seats and whatnot. What are some of some of the type of solutions that you're seeing being worked out in these masterminds? Oh my goodness. It's everywhere from dealing with discipline, dealing with some and some of our forms or tools you know, sharing of tools. I've already created this. I've already created that. I want to hire a uh, nurse practitioner or a PA. What does that look like? You know, sharing some of those tools. You know, honestly, I would say that the biggest sharing that goes on is the establishing of trust. And that so often in our leadership role, and here's another difference between a peer group, is a peer group is typically in your same organization. And so as leaders, sadly, we don't always know who to trust in our organization. And what I find in, our, in my mastermind groups is that they finally have a group of people that, that they can trust. So far, my, um, 
my masterminds have only included two people, two participants that were from the same organization. They weren't from the same facility. They didn't know each other. But that that's the best. I try and design my masterminds so that people don't know each other. Um, because to be able to disclose in a safe environment, unfortunately, we don't always feel comfortable going to our boss for various reasons. And again, we don't always feel comfortable going to our colleagues. So, I mean, our sadly, our, our montage is, you know, nurses eat their young. Well, nurse leaders sometimes get devoured by, by more established leaders. And so having having that ability to share openly the, the frustrations, the fears, the like when one participant told me he finally felt that he could be vulnerable and that the role of a middle manager is so lonely. And I just, that, that really hit me because it's very true, but I never had anybody really express it that way. So I think that that is one of the biggest takeaways that people get is that feeling of camaraderie and that they can share openly and be vulnerable and work to solve problems. Yeah. I've seen that as well, where like my mastermind group, we literally like have each other's back no matter what. So we had one that was going through some life issues and I was like, listen, I got a room if you need to like place to crash. And, you know, we all kind of like, it's literally becomes this connected, like extended family where it was so funny because at a point for the mastermind that I'm in, like we, we meet um, every week. And one of the, one of the gentlemen was like, this is literally, I see you as more than my own family. Like I don't even see, because we're right. right, And we're in a pandemic and we're not really zooming very much with family because we're just busy or whatever. But because we had this accountability, um, we really saw each other more than we saw our own families. And then we, really supported each other through not just business work, right? So the the mastermind I'm part of is not a nursing mastermind. It's actually a business mastermind. But we were able to talk about things like divorce and um, separations and getting sick and, you know, mental illness and all these different things that, you know, sometimes you just need a safe space to vent. And you don't need advice sometimes. You just need to be able to vent. You just, and, and that really is what a mastermind helps support you in it's, it's the work aspect and also you know your personal life well-being and and you know you talked earlier about mentoring how does this how does this kind of um, become a mentoring on steroids what type of roles do the participants take on is it led by like a master facilitator what does that look like it is led by a master facilitator uh, just so that you can kind of keep keep the conversation rolling sometimes, especially for my mastermind, it's kind of a, I wouldn't say one and done, but the the togetherness of the group is that, that one opportunity. So you want to make sure that somebody's not dominating the conversation or, um, and that, you know, as the facilitator, I can watch faces and whatnot. And then I can kind of circle back and say, you know, Joe, you seem like you had something you wanted to say, or that seemed to have struck you. And, and just kind of uh, helping point that out. And of course, you know, mentoring is, is typically one-on-one. So it's that um, kind of coach challenger and giving some ideas, brainstorming together. And this is just on a larger scale. I do keep my masterminds to none of them have been over eight people. 
And I, I say 10, but they've always seemed to work out around eight, which is good because the intention is for it to be personal and, and personable. So I love it. So what is next on the agenda for your nurse leader masterminds? What are you looking right now? You're having these intimate um, meetings. What is your dream and hope around um, where you'd like to take this? Well, I'd like to continue to um, have nurse leaders invest in themselves. It is a challenge in, I wouldn't say in getting people to the group, but it is nurse leaders. We tend to really expect our staff to stay current on their practice. And as leaders, we don't always stay uh, current on our own practice. And so it is, um, I, I think my dream would be to, to have something and be able to roll out the mastermind to uh, have it more often than just the one and done. But honestly, it's, it's been a challenging year, of course, for everybody. But I really do feel that we're at the period and at the time where we need to jump back in. And I was, I was on a call recently and, and heard the speaker say that it's not about new normals. It's about the next normal. <laughs> and I, I like that because it, it feels like we haven't settled down. We haven't normalized yet. And so it's like, okay, what's the next level that we'll just deal with and manage. And so having the mastermind group and having nurse leaders be able and willing to jump in and invest in themselves because it's, it's very powerful. Yeah. I think that is honestly something that I see a lot with nurses in general in terms of self-investment. So a lot of nurses struggle with that. They struggle with, they see it as selfish or they struggle with finding the time or they'll struggle with like, if this is not part of my job, I, I have heard that hundreds of times, like this is not part of my job. Yet they want these promotions and they want these different opportunities, but it's not part of my job. Or am I going to get paid more if I do this? And so I think you bring up a really good point around knowing where you want to go, but knowing that it's going to take an investment, right? It took an investment in terms of school for us to become nurses and same thing with the leadership. And I love that you pointed out that we're potentially not staying current because you think you know everything. You think, you know, you become a nurse, you become this leader you've led for whatever period of time and you think you've learned it or you've seen it or you've done it. But the new normal doesn't just apply to the pandemic. The new normal applies to the new ways that we're you know, providing healthcare. We're going to see, we are seeing this shift of going back into the home. We're seeing you know, these shifts of really, really acute patients. Like This is not going to get better. It's going to get more challenging. And so learning how to adapt as a leader so that your team can anticipate these changes and be prepped for them is a whole nother story. So I think that's another great piece of being a part of a mastermind, helping collectively come up with these ideas for anticipation and planning. Right. And our, who we lead is very different now, you know, as the millennials and the, the, what Gen Zers, I forget what it is, the new one, the next one that comes up, they're in the workforce and it's kind of like our patients when our patients transitioned from being patients to being part of our care team because of Dr. Google and because of everything they learned on the internet, we now have as, as leaders, we have our 
younger nurses coming up who aren't just going to accept our word for it. They, they need to know the why and you, you need to spend more time with them. There's no more that paternalistic or maternalistic approach to leadership. You need to spend time and explain the why to these uh, younger nurses. And we want to connect with them in a way that they want to go into leadership because eventually we will retire and we do need succession planning. And so we, we need to connect with them on that level. Yeah. I think it's even beyond retirement right now. I, I think I read a study and it was something along the lines of, don't quote me, but it was something along the lines of uh, the average uh, chief nursing officer lasts about two years. So I think it's something like two year, two to five years. So, you know, the turnover is real in terms of leadership, which is good in that there's always opportunity and there's a reason people are having this turnover. So what is that reason? and How can we become more resilient? Part of it is really having those resources and that network to help support you. You know, as a new leader, it, 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 it's, it's unfortunate, right? We don't listen to Brene Brown very often around being vulnerable and courageous and saying, hey, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. But right. I think being able to practice those skills, you can then turn around and translate them into vulnerability in the workplace. So, Right, right. You know, and that I spent a lot of my career, I, I always said that I should have had a um, couch in my office instead of a, a <laughs> conference table. But I think being able to connect with people on that personal level and share, you know, this is what I know. And, you know, having gone through the gamut of, you know, I was a nurse in a terrible relationship. And then I was a single mom and divorced. And then I was remarried and, and five children and, and back to school and, and everything. I, I felt like I could relate and um, connect with my staff. But if you, if you don't do that, then your staff aren't going to feel that, you know, that you've been there, done that. So, so always something new in leadership. <laughs> Listen, well, this has been really good. Thank you for sharing all of your amazing work that you're doing with these masterminds, sharing what they are, how they run and where to find one. Um, if folks want to find out more about you and the work that you're doing, where can they find you? Nurseleadermastermind.org. All right. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Thank you for having me. 